And guys, thanks so much for that carrier update. Let's move into our community section today with a stock out here with Mike Bowden Distal joining us. And Mike, we're going to talk about Walmart and Target and earnings and what we've learned from that in terms of the CPG. Before we get to the actual numbers, though, let me just ask you this right off the bat. How much do these numbers from Walmart, obviously from Walmart, but obviously Target as well, uh, move the needle in terms of what everyone else in CPG are looking at? Well, I think they're really important. I mean, you think about the CPG companies, uh, Walmart is about a 20% customer for a lot of the big CPG companies. They disclose that in their SEC filings. There's typically no other customer that's more than a 10% customer. So Walmart's the, the, the most important customer, but um, you know, Target's important as well. Okay, gotcha. There's all right. So let's just jump into the earnings and, and uh, what do we learn from the two big box stores? So... I went through this um, and looking at this from the perspective of the CPG companies, and I really have three takeaways that were incremental to what these companies have said before. So the first thing is the consumer held up better in the last quarter than these companies were expecting, particularly Walmart. You know, sort of going into the quarter, they were expecting more weakness in the general merchandise section than, um, than they actually saw during the quarter. That's been a trend for, let's say, the past you know year or so as consumers have struggled with inflation. The general merchandise is still down, but it's down kind of moderately, and they're still gaining all this share in um, you know food and consumables. That that seems to be firing on all cylinders. So their their comp um, same sort of sales, excluding fuel, up six point four percent on 2.9% more transactions and 3.4% more high, higher tickets. So it wasn't all inflation. It was, it was, it was, um, you know, also, you know, higher, um, you know, volume of, of, of transactions. There's still that mixed shift towards consumables away from general merchandise, but the general merchandise held up much better than they were expecting, which I think um, is maybe kind of the ultimate indicator of how the consumer is feeling. Uh, they, they have some of the best data, maybe the best data on um, you know, consumer spending, potentially in the world. So um, I think that's something to pay attention to. I think it was very positive for CPG companies. That, and I think really what that's coming down to is the last couple months were the first two months in a very long time where the average wages rose faster than inflation and inflation has come down some, which has been pretty noticeable, I think, in food and consumables. So there's a little bit more, more money left over for, for the discretionary um, you know, items, even though that's still a, a negative mix shift. So, so that was kind of the first takeaway. This, the second one is related to this concept of promotions and is, um, you know, are the retailers going to put more pressure on the CPG companies to take down their prices you know, Walmart, you know, went through a couple of this main thing that's it's focused on, you know, for the remainder of the year. And one of the top three priorities was getting its prices down to fight inflation. There was also an analyst that asked about promotions, which is one of the big bear thesis that's out there on the CPG industry. They're, they're going to have so many promotions, buy one, get one free uh, type things that that cuts into the CPG margins. And, you know, Walmart had an interesting response to that. They said that, you know, promotion is just kind of the easy way out. Really, what you want to do is go back to the supplier and say, you know, I know your freight costs are lower. I know your ingredient costs are lower. Let's get the on-shelf price lower. You know, how, how can we do that? And, and really, you know, work with them to get the, the, the on-shelf price, you know, lower. And, and so it does seem like Walmart's going to put more pressure on the CPG companies to, to get prices down. So I feel like that's a negative. They've, they've, they've said that in the past couple quarters. You know, things like 
saying how prices need to come down and dry grocery was a phrase they used um, previously, um, but seemed like their, their language is, is getting a little bit more aggressive there with uh, supplier prices. Any, and let, me next, let me interrupt you real quick, sure. there. Have they have they had do we, do we know if they've had success doing that with various companies in terms of getting that price down? So, I mean, historically, I've always been you know pretty aggressive on that. You know, there's no real evidence lately that they've gone back and and, and done that. If you just look at overall prices of sort of dry grocery CPG, those are up, you know, pretty significantly year over year still. Where, where those are up close to double digits, if not more, depending on you know what item it is. Whereas the the fresh items, mm. those are up more modestly year over year basis. So it's almost like this this the extra cost that it is to eat healthy has has come down. So there's a little bit of a disconnect there. I mean, more goes into the into the processed you know foods in terms of other types of you know manufacturing and and, and labor and all those things. So there's a little bit more of a pass through with the with the with the fresh foods. Um, but we're already having those in kind of the traditional alignment. It, it does seem like the, the, the dry grocery, you know, does need to come down. The CPG companies would say, well, we've had price, we've had their costs have increased in so many different categories that they're still trying to catch up to where they were the pre-pandemic levels. A lot of their margins are still below the pre-pandemic levels. So that's gotcha. kind of the, the, the back and forth, I think. Okay. Moving on to your third point. Yeah. So th- third point here is the companies are, Focusing more on being in stock every time, particularly true with Target. And, you know, Target's come under a lot of pressure for, you know, a bunch of different reasons. I I think um, sort of setting aside the last, you know, quarter or two, they've lost some share, I think, to, you know, a lot of other, um, you know, retailers after maybe gaining share during the pandemic. Their demographics bump up too much against Amazon, uh, which is unfortunate for them. And so I think their customer base really values convenience. So they're really focused on having everything in stock at all time. It does seem like that maybe translates to being more aggressive with the CPGs with the on time in full, which is always a, a major objective for CPG companies and their carriers or 3PLs. Um, but it, it seems like it's even more important with these carry, these these retailers focusing on same day fulfillment where they're trying to fulfill these online orders and pick up orders from what is already available in the store, um, which is already close to the consumer's homes because they realize, particularly for general merchandise, their main competitor is is Amazon, particularly true with Target because you have so much demographic overlap between Target customers and Amazon Prime customers. Gotcha there as well. Uh, let me go back to your first point there, just to, to ask you a follow-up. Obviously, uh, the American consumer uh, still obviously having to, to, to pay for the basics. And then obviously there, as you mentioned, some discretionary income there as well. Is that also linked perhaps to maybe still a, a I have to buy this as opposed to I want to buy this? No, it may not necessarily be absolutely necessary. But if you as the changing of the seasons back to school, Things of that nature. It's is is that been figured into it, or is it still is it like I am buying this because it's it's going to be I don't I don't need it, but it's 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 going to come in my house anyway. Yeah, certainly the consumers in general are still prioritizing the necessities. Um, you know, it does seem mm-hmm. like the you know the back to school season was pretty good for these companies. That's something that Target has always always done you know really well at. I mean, there is a lot of I'd say conflicting. Um, sort of data points on there on the consumer. I mean, you look at things like auto defaults, 
rising and people taking more money out of their 401k is kind of using the retirement account as more of a savings account. So those are kind of negative points. Um, but you sort of look at um, what's happened in the last you know, quarter at some of these you know, retail, particularly Walmart, and you sort of think, well, you know, maybe things aren't quite as bad as, as, as they, they thought um, a little while ago. So let's look, take a look forward here in terms of the future guidance as to how this is going to play out a little bit. We've already heard from uh, a number of different industries that they're kind of delaying their expectation of optimism for the near future. What is it going to be like for CPG products, especially, of course, you know, those you mentioned in the food sector that have those longer supply chains, uh, more labor, <clears throat> more costs along those lines, and will take longer to recover? Yeah, so the CPG results lately have been really strong. And if anything, those companies, when they have changed guidance, they've tended to, to increase the guidance. And there's been a few reasons for that. I mean, part of it is, is so far, I mean, the pricing has been really strong and they haven't seen a lot of elasticity. So the the volume has has held up maybe more than they would have expected given how much the price has, has, has risen. I mean, the, the price last, you know, two, three years is anywhere up from 20 to 30% on most of these items. And, you know, the last year, maybe the, the price has gone up 10 or 12%. And they've seen a one to 3% reduction in, in, in volume on, on average. So, so not a lot of elasticity there. So they haven't been too, you know, incentivized to reduce, um, uh, you know, prices. And so, you know, maybe there's going to be a little bit more pushback from from from, from the retailers, but um, you know the, the the volumes are sort of held up. And then the CPG companies have had this big tailwind from just having a reduction in all the supply chain issues. So all the supply chain issues that the CPG companies had during the pandemic, which are really unusual for the CPG companies, it caused them to have all of this extra costs into the system for things like expedited freights, um, you know, really, you know, prioritizing certain ingredients that were key ingredients. So there's a lot of those have, have kind of, have kind of come off. Uh, so, so that's been a big, um, you know, benefit and, um, you know, they're seeing, you know, some other cost pressures, but, but their costs now are, are, are kind of mixed. Whereas during most of the pandemic, their costs were rising across the board. So, um, the, the outlook seems pretty solid for most of the big uh, CPG companies, despite what I'm you know, talking about from some additional pushback from, from some of the, the retailers. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely interesting to, to follow there as well. Mike, you've got the stock out coming up later today and the newsletter. Tell us uh, how to access both of those. Yeah, so the, the show is coming out today um, on the FreightWaves YouTube channel or FreightWaves.com uh, at uh, 2 o'clock Eastern time. We're going to have Smart Hop on there. That's a fleet management company that focuses on serving small trucking fleets. So um, interested to see if they've seen any bottoming in that market. Those, those, a lot of those small fleets have really struggled here with less uh, spot activity. Um, and then you can sign up for the newsletter at FreightWaves.com forward slash subscribe or FreightWaves.com forward slash stock app. Sounds great. Mike, thanks so much for joining us. All right, we will take a short break. We'll come back with more for us now after this.